Hello, and welcome to the Car Stories Podcast, brought to you by the Peterson Automotive Museum. My name is Kyle Hyatt. With me, as always, James McKeon. There he is. The man, the myth, the legend, that voice. Uh, we are extremely lucky today mm-hmm. to have Mr. Ken Lingenfelter with us from Lingenfelter Performance Engineering. You know him, you love him. He's uh, now officially, as of today, the uh, the guest that has appeared on Car Stories the most times. He is a top of podium. That? He is. <laughs> He's got an incredible car collection, which you've probably heard of unless you live under a rock, and then you might still have heard of it anyway. Uh, it's an extremely varied collection, and uh, he puts it to good use uh, for charities. So welcome to the podcast, Ken. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah. Really yeah. glad to have you. So jumping right into things, your uh, your car collection, as as we said, it's it's pretty expansive. It's uh, what up around two hundred and fifty cars now. Yeah, two hundred fifty total. We keep about two hundred in the facility for for viewing because there's a few cars there that aren't quite the level that I want to show off. I guess. Sure, so, mm-hmm. sure. Private stock. There you go. Yeah, um, and 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 I think you've said before that it's about equal like thirty percent muscle cars, thirty right. percent exotic you know, strange, interesting, European, whatever, and then about 30% Corvettes. Right. Some of our old race cars from back in the day. That'd sure. be the extra 10%, sure. Carl, that you missed out there on the maths. Yeah, well, you know, there's there's a plus, plus or minus 10% margin of error. <laughs> That's how I like to run this podcast. Anyway, um, so I, I guess uh, you've, you've been on the show. You've talked about your LaFerrari experience, um, which, I mean, it's an incredible car. It's a beautiful, beautiful automobile. That engine makes just an unholy sound. A fantastic sound. It's amazing, believe me. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but you also have a, a, a Bugatti Veyron. Yes, I do. Uh, I think James and I were really curious, kind of us being sort of plebeian uh, types that we are, uh, What what's the buying experience for something like that? I mean, you, you, you do you have to wait to be chosen? anointed by Bugatti before you can buy one or do you just have to make yourself known? Yeah, you know, I don't think it back in the day, this is back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, you know, they were there were drawings of these cars and pictures and things and, you know, all kinds of things to wet your whistle ahead of time. And so I let the dealer that I knew was going to be in a position to sell them know pretty early on that I wanted one. Uh there was no invite or anything like that that went with it. But uh but the fact is that uh, it was an early car. It's like, I think, car number 46 or something like that. Wow. So, yeah. Sure. And uh, I did it with Bugatti Blue, and it's got the dark blue on the outside and beige inside. And uh, it's it's a pretty amazing car all the way around. I still can't get over the acceleration in it. Sure. How's, uh, it, how's it compare then for some of the other cars in regards to being now, obviously, a, a considerably older car? Yeah, it, it is a little bit now, as, as a matter of fact. And people come. I mean, it's one of the draws to the collection, obviously. When we do mm-hmm. the charity events, uh, it's one of the top uh, top cars people want to come in to see. Uh, but, uh, you know, the whole experience from start to finish was uh, was just incredible with it. Um, the I, I still, to this day, I mean, I just took it to a concourse not all that long ago, and I drove it there. Oh, wow. Uh, just, you know, it's just about 50 miles away. But... Uh, uh, the car just accelerates unbelievably. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, you'd think that, uh, like the Ferraris, for example, that the sound that that LaFerrari makes or, or my Enzo or any sure. of the other cars like that, uh, is pretty distinctive. That, that Veyron is just kind of a low humming, you know, sure. very powerful sound. Of course, it's very smooth because of mm-hmm. the 16 cylinders mm-hmm. and such, but uh, it's not a big roar of a car. I'm sure if you had your, put all, your foot all the way in it, you'd, you'd hear it real, real yeah. hard. But uh, 
Yeah, I would imagine that four turbos is, would, would quiet things down quite a bit, and you, you just end up with kind of like a lot of airplane spaceship noises. Right, right. Just efficient, yeah. efficiency of moving that air through. World's greatest vacuum cleaner. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. It's exciting. Well, th- that's another thing I, I want to touch on, the fact that, that you actually drive a lot of these exotics. I mean, the, the sad... Well, I don't know if it's a sad truth, but uh, for many, you know, Veyrons is that they just kind of sit and because they're sit. just catastrophically expensive to run. Well, they're catas- catastrophically expensive to run and to service. Sure. <laughs> sure. I, I uh, you know, one of the things that did not take place in the uh, delivery experience was a conversation about how much that first service was going to cost. Oh, that was a little surprise for <laughs> you, was it? Yeah, it was more than a little surprise. <laughs> a car had 400 miles on it when I got that call to say, hey, it's time for the first service. You know, just come on and bring it in. And, I, you know, I acted nonchalant over the phone. I mean, I've got cars serviced all the time. And, sure. Uh, and it was I, – apparently I, I must have – uh, somehow given away that I had no idea what the financial experience was going to be. Because when I ended the <laughs> phone call, a guy called me back and said, you know, Mr. Lingenfelder, I just want to make sure you understand that this first service is going to be $18,000. <laughs> and I about went through the ceiling. Well, I mean, sure. I didn't get nasty with him or anything sure. like that, but I but very politely told him I was not going to pay him $18,000 for a car that had 400 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, but... Well, what do you what do you mean? What was included in an eighteen thousand mile service at four hundred miles? Well, in, in a lot of very uh, important fluids that only they have and aren't oh, available okay. anywhere else, and the stuff has all got to come over from France. I mean, there's a justification they have sure. for everything. And to be honest with you, the only thing I guess I can say is I just didn't know about it. Yeah. Um, when it finally did go in for its service. Um, you know, the meticulous care they took about, you know, the way they covered the car and how they took it apart in order to get it. Because as you guys know, you can't get at anything. Mm-hmm. No. It's not like somebody said, let's, let's see the engine, you know, pop the hood. And it yeah. doesn't work no, that way. No, the spaceship so, needs some some work to get inside of that. There you go. So, you know, the the fact is that, uh, you know, they I, the attention to detail, I think, was pretty incredible. So, but, and uh, so how long did they have the car for for that first service? Then? Actually, it was about six weeks. Okay. Yeah, because all the stuff had to be ordered from, um, you know, from uh, France to to bring it back over. And uh, wow, and it was serviced through Bentley. Oh, okay. And did yeah. they, did they give you a nice loaner vehicle then for those six weeks? No, but they realized they kind of knew me and realized I wasn't going to need a loaner. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure what they do with their, their their other customers. They really wanted to change the tires. And I wasn't about to do that. <laughs> yeah, those are those are what like thirty grand a set or I, something crazy. No, that's this more like twenty thousand a piece. Right. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah. So, sure. so so we might understand somewhat then four hundred miles in why you might not want to change the tires. Well, it's got nine hundred miles on it now, but okay. the thing is that uh, and they're concerned about it too. Obviously, the car's capable of doing well over two hundred fifty miles an hour, and sure. you don't want to be on doing two hundred fifty miles an hour with tires that are. Any Older, kind of yeah. real age, so sure. and I get that, yeah. but I'm not going to be driving it at 250 miles an hour either. So. Yeah, no, I mean it's but, not very often that you need to get the milk that fast. There you go. You can you can right. probably go a little bit less than that mm-hmm. to get that milk in time. Yeah. Well, that's an that's an interesting um, in and of itself because you know you hear a lot about a lot of these other supercars like uh, the Carrera GT is a good example, or um, the XJ220. These these really incredible, amazing cars that their tires just went out of production you couldn't get new tires for it so people are trying to drive these just heinously powerful cars on on 10 and 15 year old tires or, or more 
that, that you know that they're crashing out so the fact that stuff is still available now what nine years later right um is pretty cool although i will say that for both of those cars uh, i think michelin engineered a new tire for the carrera and i think bridgestone just uh just came out with a new tire for the xj220 which is yeah i had a I had a Carrera gt and uh we you know because of the fundraisers we do we have athletes that come through the collection on a pretty regular basis with sure. their foundations and uh it wasn't for sale but um you know, athletes don't like to hear no. Oh, uh, yes. And, and at some point, everything's for sale, I guess, right? Sure. Of so that's kind of what happened there. But uh, but it also a very amazing car um, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it uh, it brought quite a bit of money. Well, that's what was actually, market. that's one of my questions that I had later on here. I was going to ask, does anyone ever come through the collection, these charity events, and say, like, you know, I really fancy that one? Yeah, that uh, it actually happens on a pretty regular basis. We just had our largest fundraiser of the year last Saturday um, for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and mm-hmm. you know we fa- we have faithfully had a an open house to the general public on that day, and uh, we get some very very generous donors, and lots of people like to come in and see the collection on that day, and and we were just staggered by the number of people that came in and we really raised quite a bit of money for uh for the pink fund which is a uh uh charity that supports gals after they've been diagnosed with uh, breast cancer so it's really but, tremendous it's that's that's really nice you know to see that somebody's not just letting their collection sit locked behind a big door no it's a very notable, actually, a notable endeavor yeah that you're putting it to work for really good use yeah, that's, that's you nice. know I, there are a lot of collections out there and, and we always get Compared with collections around the country and around the world, it's the mm-hmm. fourth best or most this or most that. And I know there are a lot, a lot larger collections that people just don't show off. And so I just kind of put that stuff aside. I, I like the fact that people come in and look at the collection and enjoy it. It consists of cars that I like. And mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't sound, uh, um, you know, in any way braggish or anything, but, no, no, um, no. you know, I grew up in the re- muscle car age you know late 60s early 70s so that's you know the area era that i really really enjoyed and so i've got a lot of really great muscle cars and of course our performance company lingenfelder performance engineering is 44 years old this year Mm -hmm. and uh corvette has always been our major product that's been the thing we've worked on most all those years so there's a lot of corvettes and then the exotics that are there sure Uh, but. And and then in your collection, then what are some of the more uh, memorable ones that someone are, like if someone comes through for one of those events, and they say, "Wow, I didn't realize that someone had would want to collect one of these." Yeah, <laughs> well, I do hear that. Um, you know, there there's a Corvette, for example, that's in the collection that was um, uh, created by Les Dunham. He's the gentleman who did the two Eldorados for. Superfly and for okay. um, Shaft. At least yep. that's what I'm told. And uh, so this is a you know C3 Corvette that's you know got these big fenders and a big Rolls Royce type grill, and uh, hmm. it's uh, really something to behold. I think there's probably they built 50 of them. I think there's probably two left. Okay. Wow. And more than enough time, someone's come over and kind of put their arm around me and walked me over that car and looked at me and said. <laughs> uh, did you have a few too many brewskis when you bought this thing or whatever? <laughs> but it's a part of Corvette history, and so sure. I think it's kind of cool to have in there. Sure. So, well, but. speaking of, of Corvette history, I, I just walked upstairs, and um, we have a mid-engine Corvette uh, uh, in, in the new in the Bruce Meyer Gallery. Very cool. I, I, I've never seen such a thing. It's incredible. It's silver, like all the other cars in that okay. gallery. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, what do you do? You have any any interesting sort of special edition other than you know Corvettes? Well, actually, we do. Um, you know, we've got uh, what's referred to as the Duntoff Mule Car. It's mm-hmm. the car that Zora Duntoff used to develop future Corvettes. It's okay. uh, white. It's got you know red interior. It's got a big wing that kind of goes behind the headrest. Okay. Of uh, the driver, it's got a very small kind of a speedster type of a windshield with a tarnel cover on one side. Um, engine was built by Smokey Anik. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's a V8, did 165 miles an hour at Daytona. It's a pretty cool car. Sure. It's cool. And that gets a cool. lot of attention. Yep. Um, so that's one. We've got the only supercharged 53 Corvette. Hmm. Uh, it's got a McCullough supercharge added a whole 10 horsepower to that blue flame six. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of cool too because it's got some Kelsey Hayes uh, wire wheels on it, wide whites and you know, the Corvette emblem on the hood, or excuse me, on the front of it, but the supercharged is kind of in, uh, in, um, in the kind of type that you would see on a, on a, uh, uh, kind of an insignia on a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a very cool car also. There's a car that was, uh, in the styling department in 54. Um, it's got a blade across the front headlights rather than the gate that they put on those. Okay. Uh, had a, um, uh, center console, which mm-hmm. is kind of, like never existed back then. So sure. pretty cool car. Uh, we, one of the things, and, you know, back to our company again, uh, you know, we've raced the Blue Angels for Motor Trend TV a couple of times with mm-hmm. our cars. And so um, the first one we did, the uh, C5 Corvette, we we smoked them on the quarter mile. It does uh, 0 to 60 in about 1.9 seconds. But uh, that car always gets a lot of attention. That was a pretty widely uh, viewed video. Wow. A lot of people got a kick out of watching that. It was James, all for fun, obviously. But Yeah, James and I have both just very recently experienced going 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds. Well, I think I went to 1.7 seconds, actually, Kyle. I would have liked to have seen that launch. Yeah. How'd yeah. you do that? Uh, we, uh, we actually got to take a ride in uh, Global Rallycross cars, Red Bull Global Rallycross. Oh, very which cool. Are, yeah, the incredible engineering. In yeah, the, the, L's, the L system mm-hmm. for the anti-lag that launches it there. That gives you all the 650 horsepower on wow. the button. Yeah. Wow, very cool. Pretty fantastic. Neat. So, uh, you know, you're the head of a corporation that can do pretty much anything to a Corvette. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you guys work with other cars too, SUVs, sure. you know, but General right. Motor, Motors products in general. If, if you could buy, if you were going to buy a Corvette and not modify it now out of the new range of the C7s, mm-hmm. which one would it, would it be? Would, which would you want to live with every day? Actually, uh, I, I kind of did that. Uh, I've got a new Z06 that oh, I nice. bought, and and I, it was my daily driver for the summer here. I put about 20,000 miles on it. Oh, wow. Uh, that is a lot of miles. We, we went through about seven or eight months. We, you know, customers come first, so we're doing our customer cars. So I finally got mine in to get our what we kind of refer to as our stage one package. It mm-hmm, takes mm-hmm. it from 640 horsepower to 720 horsepower. And sure. it's a real inexpensive package. It's only about four grand to do that. But up until that time, um, you know, I, it was a bone stock uh, Z06 with a Z07 package. Mm-hmm. And what an amazing car that thing is. I mean, the thing that I get the biggest kick out of is bang for the buck. Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. When you think about what you pay for that car versus sure. maybe a Turbo S or mm-hmm. or some of the Ferraris or anything like that, it is truly a world-class uh, sports car. Yeah, I think that what those and, start at, uh, what, 85, 86 yep, grand? Yeah, that's, that's exactly insane. right. It's yeah. unbelievable. It doesn't take long to get it up there, you yeah. know. But uh, my wife's got one now. She's got a uh, yellow automatic that she's had on the track probably seven or eight times this year. And uh, and she's just having a blast with it. So. Nice. So I, that's what I, that would be my answer. It's an amazing car. So, Ken, if, the, if that's what you've been your daily driver, then what are some of the other cars you've been driving recently? 
Well, to be very honest with you, and I have to be honest with you, one of my daily drivers is also a Cadillac Escalade. Nothing um, wrong with that. Now, well, in just so you know, um, mine's got a big blower on it and long tube headers. You <laughs> well, know, it, well, it would have to. <laughs> I would. We'd expect so. nothing less than that. If you said it was a bone stock, we'd be like, Yeah, Come well, thank, on, thanks. There for, are appearances thanks for to keep that. up. Clearly. Yeah, thanks for saying that. But the thing is, you know, it's very, very, very practical. Sure. We're running parts around all the time, so mm-hmm. so it's like the shop vehicle. Maybe we could say. There you go. There you yeah. go. So uh-huh. It's I an like easy that. excuse to get away with. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like it. Yep. I'm a fan. Um, I guess going back uh, to some of your your more exotic cars, uh, you have a Vector. I do. That's, I mean, in in terms of like weird cars of the last, you know, 30 or 40 years or whatever, that that ranks pretty high. Yeah, it Uh, does. And it is pretty weird. How did that happen? You know, and it's actually a very dark purple color too. Mm -hmm. So that just kind of adds to the whole thing. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of a fluky thing. I've been going to Barrett Jackson auctions since, you know, they were very small. And uh, it just happened to be probably about 10 years ago. uh, This vector came across across the black. It was late in the day. Nobody was really paying any attention. Had a few drinks after lunch, you know, uh, quiet down there in the back, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, and as it turned out, it it came across the block. They were trading at about two hundred thousand at that time, and I only paid eighty five for it. So I feel like I wow. got a pretty good deal. Pretty good. Sounds like an exceptionally good deal, I'll say. Yeah, and and it's actually been in in demand this year. We've had it to two concourses, and hmm. uh, it, it gets a lot of attention when it gets out to some place like it's that. A, they're pretty striking cars, and then and then and then you get to see the inside, and the inside is just it's, it makes no sense. It it certainly is, and out of this world experience i will say when you step inside that well maybe sit inside that car yeah well, i was a little worried actually because we'd gotten the car it went in the collection it didn't go anywhere i mean mm-hmm. it wasn't as though we took it out anywhere and such and so when it was asked to attend these uh concourses i realized we were going to have to run it and i thought oh my gosh i hope the thing <laughs> works and surprisingly enough got that battery charged up and it it did just fine. I mean, we didn't take it up on the highway. Sure. Uh, but, you know, it was enough to move it around, never really let us down, started right up all the time, and sounded great. So, what more you can know, you ask for? I guess so, yeah. yeah. From a vector. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, so I guess, you know, the, the vector is a, is a good example of kind of one of the weirder cars you have. And, and as you're saying, like, you know, going to Barrett Jackson regularly, but you're also spent a lot of time cruising sites like uh, eBay Motors <laughs> and Bring a Trailer. Bring How's a your trailer? Bring a Trailer addiction oh, coming along? I yeah. got to tell you, Bring a Trailer is just the best. Randy's just created an amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you guys watch it? Do you look yeah. at it? Yeah. No, okay. I, get, I, get in, I get in trouble now every time my wife sees me looking at it. She's like, no, mm-hmm. not again. Not again. Never. Yeah. I, I get my know. hand slapped away from the keyboard. And, mm-hmm. yeah, well, and, there's, there's nobody really there to slap my hand my wife really actually is, uh she works with me she okay. she loves the stuff and, oh, wow. and she's always glad to see unique cars but uh, they've just done a great job with that and uh so i'm i'm actually looking at that pretty much every day i'm watching ebay and i bought some you know i've been watching some weird things i got a big kick out of those corrado vws back in the day oh, yeah. the corrado g60 is a wonderful wonderful car it truly is and i remember back in the day always wanted one and so i really followed the whole thing. I ended up buying one at the Barrett Jackson auction out hmm. at uh, out out east. That okay. one they did at Mohegan Sun. Mm-hmm. It's the third car across the block, and uh, 
and I bought it and brought it back, and it's just as much fun as I thought it was going to be. Sure. Didn't they do like a supercharged version that's, of that's yeah, the G sixty one? Yeah. So no, I was had very I've lovely experience in that one. My uh, friend's car in the UK, a fantastic vehicle. It's actually a pretty good looking car too. Yeah, yeah. they're very handsome. And, uh, and I've been watching for Scirocco's. Most of those, you know, rusted away, so they're pretty yeah. hard to find Certainly. in good shape. But yeah. uh, I really like the early Scirocco's. I do too. Those are that's nice. my favorite. Also, yeah. yep. So cool. What other? What are some other? Um, what are some bring a trailer um, finds that have really jumped out well, at you in the last week or two? We could say. Actually, I bought and I I I don't go out and buy clones, but um, in my understanding, the story behind this car is Randy and his dad did a uh, Mustang three fifty Shelby three fifty clone, and you know it was described. It it had been sold. They didn't own it anymore, and it went mm-hmm. back up on the site. And it's been it was described as about the closest thing to the real deal as possible. And you know, I just decided to start watching it, and then I started bidding on it. And uh, <laughs> you know, their site's really pretty cool because it's not like eBay where you try to get the last bid in in the last thirty seconds or something. Sure. You make a bid, and there's another two minutes then for somebody else to come in and make a bid. Okay. And I hung in there, bought the car. And I can't tell you, I must have got 10 emails from guys after it was all done saying they had bitter's remorse and they were sorry they didn't stay in it. And, uh, well, and so, but it, and it's a very cool car. It really is. It fits right in. I make sure everybody knows it's not the real deal. So yeah, then but, if your wife's not holding you back, and does she ever make any of these purchases well on Bring a Trailer or is that strictly you with that? No, no, that's effect? strictly me. She doesn't okay. really go for the old cars. She's glad that I do it because she knows uh, the attention they get in the collection, but okay. she likes the new stuff. So okay. anyway. What are what are some of her favorite new uh, new things? She just got the new uh, Maserati Gran Turismo convertible. Oh, yeah, and Very nice. uh, that's a daily driver for her. But she's a Corvette girl. Yes. She she really enjoys the Corvettes. And on the track, she's been noticing some Porsche Turbo S's. I have a feeling <laughs> that's going to get on her list at some point. Yeah, those cars just seem to defy physics. I mean, how quickly they launch and 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 just how durable they are. That's right. Yeah, it just blows the mind. And, you know, because she's a Lingenfelder, we're expected to have her in something that's going to go pretty fast. Sure. And so, you know. And to keep up appearances. That's here. right. To keep her side of the bug, and especially with her track time, she's going to make sure she's competitive. Yeah, Indeed. And, and she is. The thing is that's fun is that, um, you know, watching the whole thing, watching it unfold, watching her want more speed, and it's just a lot of fun. Nice. So, so then um, I noticed that uh, in the last call, that you had here when you were last on the podcast, you talked about it potentially looking at maybe a gremlin. Did you manage to get any of these into your collection? <laughs> yeah, actually I did. And uh, we got the Gremlin X 401 V8. It's the Levi version. Okay. And uh, actually uh, put it in the front room with the Ferraris and the exotic cars for one of our charitable events just to kind of see what would happen. And it was amazing how people walked by the Ferraris and walked by the Bugatti and the other cars to go take a look at that Gremlin X and... Uh, and there were a few guys also that wanted to counsel me, you know, <laughs> again, you know, just like they did with that one uh, wild Corvette. But uh, but it's gotten a lot of attention. And, and so I decided within six months I needed to add a pacer a to pa- that also. Okay. So we added the, a pacer also. Okay. And uh, I, got, I got very teased because this last week I was at Barrett-Jackson in Las Vegas in the pacer that they used in Wayne's World. Wayne's the World. The right? was up there for it auction. It was. So I took a picture of it and kind of put it on my Twitter feed just to see what would happen. And everybody's mm-hmm. asking me, "You gonna buy it? You gonna buy it?" You know. And I didn't. I didn't need another one, but uh, it sold <laughs> sold for thirty seven k. Yeah. 
seems so reasonable. It has a it has a red rope uh, licorice dispenser too. So it that's did. that's yeah. value added. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but it was getting a lot of attention there, and a lot of attention on Twitter. Believe me, I I put that post up, and I was shocked how many people liked it, and retweeted it. So. Sure. And then, is there anything for like the the layperson like Kyle or I that we could maybe look to potentially invest in now that you think could be a good one for the future? You know, I've always said to guys that are buying cars who, you know, want to enjoy them is buy what your passion, you know, sends you to. I mean, I rock Camaros right now. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I bought one. Uh, I found one for $6,000 and uh, it's in great shape. It gets a lot of attention in the collection. They were very cool cars for their day. There yeah. wasn't a lot to choose from back then. Uh, but, you know, in in the time period where a lot of people were getting a little older and such, that and there's something now that's very affordable and can be a lot of fun. You, I'm sure you guys have heard Fox Body Mustangs are pretty oh, hot yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I picked. I've got a couple of those also. I actually got the Bubble Back Capri. Oh, nice! Uh, I always thought that was pretty cool. And uh, one of the real odd cars that I bought here recently and was made fun of, I think, a little bit too, was that uh, Mercury Mercur. Oh, those are great. Uh, I love I, those. See, I like them too, you know, yeah. and uh, and I found the best one I could find. And uh, I know Rutledge Wood had one for a while. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, well, let's just Sierra so, to me. Yeah. There you go. There you so, go. But, well, it's a shame we never got the Cosworth version. I know. They're the ones I really like. Well, sure. That would that would be fun. Aren't they all the other side of the driving? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's the best side to be yeah, driving. Okay. All well, right. well, there's no real difference, I don't think. Oh, the side okay. you get the steering wheel on. So. All right. <laughs> We'd have to debate that yeah, one. Agree to disagree. <laughs> So, man, no, the, yeah, the Mercurs are fantastic. Those are, um, that 2.3 liter turbo motor has so much potential. I mean, people really just crank the boost up on those things. It's crazy. Yeah, no, they do. And, and, and it, so it's kind of a fun car. And, you know, people do appreciate those from that era. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people, when you look at it, it's pretty bizarre to a lot of yeah. people. So, but, uh, and then when you're buying, say, you, they mentioned the IROC for 6,000. Did you pick that one up online or was that one that you saw at auction in person? I'm sorry, what car? The IROC. The, oh, the IROC. Yeah. yeah. Actually, what was interesting, I bought that off Bring a Trailer also. Okay. And, you know, I was watching, I was at a Mecham auction when I did it, and there was one that had 400 miles on it and it ended up selling for 32,000. This had 30,000 miles and I bought, and I bought it for six. So, you know, I think that worked out a little bit better. I didn't really want the T-tops on the car, and the one that I bought sure. doesn't have T-tops. But uh, but I, I'm surprised it had a little paintwork it needed to be done. The interior mm-hmm. was perfect on it. It ran great. A uh, guy that uh, worked out at GM Proving Grounds owned it, so it was very well kept. And uh, it's been a nice addition to the collection. Yeah, and then so. would you did you have any tips for people that want to try and maintain that bring a trailer addiction if they're looking to buy anything? What would you suggest that they look for and things like that? Boy, again, you know, there once a week there's a car that I see on there that I'm passionate about, and uh, I'm right now I'm really watching for a 944 turbo Porsche. Yeah, I just are... really like them, and most of them have got 150,000 yeah. miles, 120,000 mm-hmm. miles. So I'm trying to find one that's you know, maybe got fifty, sixty thousand miles, and sure. and they show up there on a pretty regular basis. Uh, I bought a nine twenty eight Porsche. Those have gotten but, some attention yeah, now. Yeah, people are really starting to appreciate those. They were very unloved for a very long. Very time. unloved, yeah. But their owners are so fanatical. Well, and the guys who didn't, you know, like them were too. I mm-hmm. mean, it that was just how could Porsche build a front engine car? I mean, yeah. come on, you know, get it. And, and the fact is, um, the manuals are the ones that are really getting a lot of attention these days, sure. too. Well, they're pretty rare. Yep. Yeah. There's a guy, I want to say he's in 
Ohio or maybe Wisconsin who actually land speed races a 928. I think he does hill climbs with it too. So he builds all these crazy 928, like he's, there's like supercharger kits and sure. like carbon fiber uh, torque tubes for the, all, just all kinds of nutty stuff. And it's like, you really have to go down, down a pretty serious rabbit hole to be the guy that does that to, to a 928. Well, you do. And, you know, back in the day, uh, we did some twin turbos on oh, those. Wow. And I think we built about 20 cars. And, you know, they're still out there. I'm kind of looking for them because if I could find sure. one, I'd You'd like, like to, to bring get it back it. into the collection. Yeah, I actually would. Yeah. You know, we've done that a few times with some of the cars we built from back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I've added a couple of race cars that we, you know, did some really famous work with and set some records with. But, uh, but I haven't been able to find one of those. And, uh, and you know, there a lot of the nine forty fours were around for LS swaps, and mm-hmm. I'm always game for that. Well, sure. I actually went to an auction and bought a Mazda RX seven ninety three. Oh, and wow. my goal was to swap an LS seven with it. And uh, our guys have just been too busy doing customer work, so I haven't got that done yet. But um, you know, the swapping thing is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the nice thing about the LS is it just kind of fits everywhere. It's Everything. So it's yeah. so tiny and it's so light. And, and, and they're great motors. Yeah. They really are. I mean, we we kind of consider ourselves LS experts, and you know, sure. we've done a lot of things like that, and uh, had a lot of fun doing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <clears> interesting. <throat> I like. Um, yeah, the, that's the thing with SEMA coming up. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. that's kind of LS swap central. <clears throat> ground, <laughs> sure is ground zero for that kind of thing. So you always see sort of interesting, you know, applications, and I'm, I'm really curious to see kind of what's what's coming up. What what what, what someone's going to have shoved an LS into next. Yeah, we you know we're only a week away. Yeah, uh, we'll be out there. We've been out, been going out there for years. We'll have a display. We're taking four of our cars out there. Oh, fantastic! We're actually going to race. We race in the Optima series. Uh, oh, cool! Which is another so great series. It yeah, is. we're having a blast with it, and uh, so we'll be racing Saturday and Sunday. And uh, and our our driver Danny Pop, he's about the best autocrosser yep. in the country, and he's. Uh, He's won it a couple of years in a row now, and we're looking forward to see if he can do it again this year. That's a, it's like a blue C5 Z06. Right. Yeah, that's Boy, a cool car. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kyle knows his yeah, stuff. Yeah, you sure do, Kyle. That, <laughs> it, and it, it's an amazing car. I like to tell guys, you know, if you're really looking to get into um, some form of racing mm-hmm. uh, or you want to get into the collector car world, that C5 Corvette is just a huge value also. I mean, they're very inexpensive right now. You can do so many things to them. And, uh, and they can be autocross, drag raced, you know, um, we do a cars and coffee at our Wixom facility during the summer every Saturday morning. And, uh, a number of C5 show up and I'm always, I always get a kick out of what the guys have done with them. So. Yeah. No, the Z06s in particular are so right. cool. I mean, it's a great engine. You get the, you know, the titanium exhaust and all kinds of Sounds crazy so stuff. Sounds so good. Right. They do. Yeah. And they're just about th- maybe 30, 40 grand, I think now. Well, Cal, do you remember the fixed roof coupe too? I mean, that was the one that was oh, supposed yeah. to be the inexpensive Corvette. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another one. Yeah, You don't have quite the power in the motor, but if you change the motor, you've got the look then of the sure. Z06, mm-hmm. and you've got uh, a lot of power and a lot of fun to have to be had. I'm, I'm still waiting for the uh, the C4 to start getting attention from you know people that are younger people. Like, I feel like it's going to happen because <laughs> it happens to everything. I mean, you know, again, you see the Fox bodies are kind of getting really popular again, mm-hmm. and those were mm-hmm. just maligned for so long. Um, well, they're pretty inexpensive right now. They are. Uh, so if they're going to catch fire, I would think it'd be around now. Yeah. One of the challenges with the C4s is they're just a lot of the parts are getting hard to find. Mm-hmm. And if something breaks in the motor... It's expensive, unfortunately. Sure. And so, but that's a perfect, a perfect excuse. 
LS. Well, there, there you go. go. There's the yeah. option. Yeah. 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 Um, That's not an easy swap, though. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's a little more difficult with that one than some of the others, but but we still do them. Yeah. The, uh, that, the C4 was is the ZR1, the Lotus built car. Right. Yes. That thing, that's neat. Yeah. See one and, of those every once in a while. And, and we've got a number of those in the collection. In fact, oh, okay. uh, we, because of our relationship with General Motors back in the day and everything else, we just completed a car that we've been doing some, um, exposing of. We built what we refer to as the LT5 engine. It's the mm-hmm. engine that General Motors never built that they were going to build. Mm-hmm. And there was a big project about it. It was the ultimate, ZR1 engine and um, it was completely developed. We did a lot of work with it also. Um, we had most of the parts and when we got comfortable with the fact that most of the people at GM that were involved in the project had retired, then we went on ahead and built that motor <laughs> and we're just now, there'll be a couple of magazines that are going to do articles here in the next oh, fantastic. several months and we'll tell everybody about it. So Nice. But, I'm looking forward to reading more about that yeah, and seeing yeah. it. It was a fun project. It really was. It's an amazing motor. It made a lot of power. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, you know, they made a decision. The bean counters looked at it and decided, well, I guess that doesn't make any sense for us, and it got killed. Sure. So, well, you know, that's that's. I guess that's one of the advantages of a company or, or for a company like you guys is that those decisions get made, and then, you know, that leaves a lot of room on the table for people that want more from their car. Um, and it also, when you get to make it now, leads for an extra story yeah, for you totally. guys as well. Right, right. Yeah. right. That's a good way to put it, Kyle, because, you know, the aftermarket has always worked with the idea that there's something left on the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's worked out really well for us over the years. Uh, best car I can think of is that last CR1, that 2009 to the 2013. Oh, yeah. General Motors make some amazing products these days, but that car had so much potential, and we could make so much more power off that motor. Mm-hmm. And uh, we built a lot of cars for racers and, and people who just wanted to get out and really enjoy their cars. And and that one was what? That was making, that was the LS9 and that was making what, like 640 something? Yeah, that would be about right. We could get 725 rear wheel horsepower on that thing really quick. Sure. And uh, there was that much room in, and, and more. But there were a lot of uh, a lot of them that we sent out of the shop with at least, at least that much horsepower, and they were great for Texas mile type cars and things oh, sure. like that. Sure, very Perfect very idea. fast. Yep. Yeah. Is that I mean doing something like that? Is that like I mean how involved is that? Is that like a pulley change for a supercharger and maybe some software, or is it more more in depth? Well, you know, to be very honest with you, the one of the big things we did is our engineers. We've got a full machine shop in mm-hmm. our company too, and our engineers put together what they refer to as a new snout. Okay. And just got that engine to breathe a whole lot better than it did before. And sure. what a difference that made. Oh, okay. And we sold those snouts all over the place. I mean, we still do. Mm. People buy the ZR1 now used, and the first call we get is, I just got my ZR1, send me one of those snouts. So it's been a good, uh, that's been a very, very good uh, product for us. That's interesting. I, I'm curious to see kind of how the ZR1 market plays out now that the Z06, the C7 Z06 is, I mean, it's a. It, faster in pretty much every measurable way and it's it's so cheap well and you know we're seeing spy shots and everybody's saying the zero one is coming and Mm -hmm. uh, i think there's even some word that they might kind of show it off in the detroit auto show which is coming up here in december or january first part of january and then of course there's all those rumors about the mid-engine car oh yeah always uh, they never stop yeah but they'll you'll never hear anybody at gm saying they're going to build that car of course and uh and we don't have any inside information at all but when Ford brought out the Ford GT, the new one, I think that kind of sealed the deal. I can't imagine GM not answering that. Sure. But, 
Excellent. Yeah, that'd be be an interesting uh, comparison to see those two cars go against each other because the the new GT is such a departure from all the you know the the one that came out in 0506 and certainly the 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 architecture of the um, the original GTs like with the, with the twin turbo V6 and the crazy arrow and stuff on it it'll be yeah. and it, what's hard for me is the v6 the six thing I, and i'm a v8 guy well, sure and it's so hard to and i know i i mean i've got to change my attitude about it i just do because <laughs> uh, that's the way the future's gonna go but yeah. uh but that v8 stuff i really <laughs> i want to hear the rumble face? oh gosh yeah still i i i gotta tell you the, the noise those things make and uh, mm-hmm. the way they grab the ground and everything else is uh really uh really high in my priority list we just got the new nsx last saturday oh yeah and uh and i'm looking forward to getting out that's getting some really good reviews on its quickness and hybrid stuff and everything else i mean again talk about a a radical departure from the car that came before it but it's it's an interesting take on that and it's a huge step forward for honda acura in terms of you know performance and everything else yeah because i mean they haven't done anything like that in such a long time right well, and we all know that NSX was the first one. It was very underrated. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure why, but they're real hot right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're expensive, and, you know, a lot of guys took good care of them, and they're really great cars. Yeah, fantastic um, cars. Yeah, this NSX is a very good-looking car. That's all I can yeah, say. They I rolled it in Saturday morning before our fundraiser, and uh, I got a quick look at it. You I haven't, haven't no, even sat in it yet, okay, to be honest. Okay, I can't around so the block yet. I can't give you any reports on it mm-hmm. yet. But. Well, I think it's interesting that the new NSX is such – it's an American car. I mean, it was designed by an American. It's built in America. Marysville, Ohio. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's another really interesting departure for for Honda Acura. Yeah, you know, it's yep. uh, it's pretty cool. I'm just looking forward to seeing it at the racetrack. Yeah, well, they well they are they're, they're doing a GT3 version or something, I think. Yeah, it'll be out there. Which that'll be correct. Two wheel drive. IMSA series. Oh, it's so relevant to my interests that it just it hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and you guys obviously know they're building some really, really, really great stuff these days. It's sure. hard to keep track of them all, mm-hmm. and uh, and they all look good. Uh, we're so spoiled today with the way the cars are built. They all and, look good. They all go fast. Right. Yeah. Well, every you know everybody, every generation sort of cries that the you know the sky is falling. We're seeing the end of performance cars. Everything's going away. It's going to change. But it seems like now is the best the best time ever to be into into performance cars. You have like. Dodge is selling a car with a warranty and emissions. big engines, small right. engines. They're yeah. all producing power. Everything's going fast. They're all big, more big re- power, yeah. more oh, reliable yeah. than ever. I'd say as well. When you get behind, they're all very gr- great to drive. For the mm-hmm. layman to the person. It's really hard to buy a bad car now. <laughs> you know, Continental Tire is our official tire company, and so I was out last week, Monday and Tuesday, at the Thermal mm-hmm. uh, oh, in a Thermal cool California mm-hmm. with BMWs. They had a couple of. They had at least one Cayman Porsche. Uh, they had a, a Mustang um, a GT and uh, one of the big Chrysler products. I don't think it was mm-hmm. a Hellcat, but um, I mean, we were on that track all day with those cars, kind of punishing the tires. But it was just a great example of how far things had come. And frankly, I hadn't been in a BMW, a newer BMW, in quite a while. Oh my gosh. Those cars are great. Those M cars. Fantastic. I yeah. just, I mean, I got in one. I didn't want to get out of it. It's just so, so easy. You just turn yeah. the, just go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the turbo motors, that was, a, I mean, obviously a really big change for them, but. Yeah. We, we've got a kind of an interesting phenomenon too. I, I, I just got one of the Ford, uh, Focus RSs. Oh, cool. And I never pictured myself driving a 
Ford Ford focus. focus. They didn't think it can. Would you step inside that? And be like, you know what? I'm need to. I'm going to go in the Focus today to work. It's it's a little till, it's a little challenging still to me from a appearance standpoint. But I get in that car and I don't want to get out of it. Sure. It is a blast to drive. And I imagine it's probably going to be great winter driver there. For well, you I Michigan. yeah, I told the guys get me a set of snow tires. I'm going to drive it in the winter. Oh yeah, so, that'll be a blast. I don't expect I'll use the drift mode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see myself doing that. But yeah, anyway. that, that, that's a. Uh, uh, the the uh, Ford's performance stuff has been really interesting lately too because they they've had this this huge focus on on just releasing an entire onslaught across mm-hmm. the entire range of of performance stuff from the Fiesta ST um, all the way up to the GT yeah all the way up to the GT it, it's it's really it's it's kind of like a, a like a, a, a re uh, reimagining I guess of the total performance thing that they did in the in the sixties right I the young guys love it. You know, we had it. Uh, I noticed a couple of guys bringing them to our cars and coffee events in the summer, and and then when I put up again on Twitter that I got one, it got a lot of attention. And uh, I think it's like a perfect millennial car. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, uh, those things have so much potential too. That that two point three liter. I mean, straight. Away, I mean, I know that they've even got a tuning package right out now that that puts it up another seventy horsepower. I think is, is that a mount tune deal or yeah? No. I just want GM to come out with something that's going to challenge it. I and yeah, I don't, you know, I just I don't know. I, I don't edition? see it. I don't think it hap- It's going to happen. Uh, I think they, they always to, have. They have trouble with small cars. They need seems, a special yeah. edition Malibu. That's what they need. Oh yeah. Well, you know, they, they, I think. They're gonna have one. I think yours is gonna be the uh, the test mule. For I it. need. I'm I'm very happy to offer up my uh, Malibu as a test mule. There, General Motors, if you're listening, I need, think it's uh, could be the the focus eater. General I haven't Motors, had a chance. I mean, yeah, ten. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to check this out yet, but I saw a picture somewhere about a week ago of, in my traveling of a Chevelle, and uh, it was a pretty stylish looking car. And um, I'm hoping they'll give it some V8 power. They probably won't, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked pretty good, yes. and I'd love to see them get that okay. that marquee back out there and I get could, something performance in it. I think that'd be fantastic. But till then, look this this little Malibu that needs all some of the needs of attention. We need to get going. There sure. you go. Sure. sure, I'd love to see him do something weird with um. What's the really tiny one? The Spark. Yes. That so you know it it, it sort of hues to the <laughs> the driving a slow car fast thing. I mean, it's got a one point two liter engine. I think it's built in India. That car with a manual transmission is so much fun because well, you're just wringing its neck sure. everywhere. I'd love to see somebody do like a hot version of that. Well, I think they do it in uh, Australia. There was the Barina, which had the 1.6, which was also a little bit quicker than that 1.2. Interesting. Which is a lot of fun. Well, I think if I ever tried to do any kind of a smaller car or a Ford or something like that, our fans would get pretty upset with me. And so <laughs> yeah. I, we got to kind of stick with GM products, but I sure. can, I can still appreciate some of the ones that are being built by others. And, uh, and as I said, I just keep hoping that, you know, the, one of the cars that doesn't get enough attention that should is that Cadillac ATSV. Oh, that's it's really lovely, cool. Lovely car. Uh, and, and it's fast. It's mm-hmm. fun. Um, we haven't had a chance really to get our hands on one to really focus on the engineering side of it. We're still going to do it. Yeah. We've just had our hands full of taking care of customers, but yeah. it's on my list to get one of those and really play with it and good see next. what we can do. Take it to the next level. A, that's a good chassis too. It's it's a it's just a nice car to drive. It's very well yep. balanced straight mm-hmm. out from the straight out. So. Just wish it had all wheel drive, yeah. you know, because <laughs> yeah. I, again, you know, you get these uh, Mitsubishi Evos. These are race cars right from the factory, you know, sure. and such, so well, that's not going to be a problem anymore because they've stopped production. No Evos yeah, that's anymore. that's right. There you go. There you go. So now, you, now there's a gap to be filled, Cadillac. Pay attention. There you go. All-wheel drive. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, 
love uh we're uh, really excited that you took the time to uh come by the podcast ken i'm always glad to sit and talk with you guys as and you can probably tell i'm got passion right down to my love, soul for this sure. stuff and i well, love every bit of it and and the job that uh, you guys have done with the Peterson Museum here is just incredible. I'm looking forward to the gala on Friday night yeah, or Saturday night. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, if, if you haven't got your tickets yet, you you might still be able to. I don't know. They don't they don't give me this information, but it's going to be great. And then they've got the Bugatti exhibition as well. There is, the yeah, off on yeah. That. The the uh, Art of Bugatti exhibition opens on Sunday, and uh, if you come the first two weeks, you're uh, you're going to get a special treat. There's going to be a special car on on display that. Uh, that you won't get to see if you miss it, if, if you don't come in those first two weeks. So make sure you, you come out to the museum. And you get to see my favorite Bugatti B110. Yeah, no, that's true. There is there. You know, they have a Bugatti Royale there too, which I've never seen in person, and it's staggering. It's huge, and it's it's just beautiful. Yeah, they are beautiful. They really are. No question about it. Indeed. So, but. Well, thank you again, Ken. We uh, we love having you on the podcast. I'm sure we're going to have you a whole bunch more. Anytime. You've got yeah, to retain that to. number one spot on the podium yeah, there as the, <laughs> the VIP guest on Fast Stories. Yeah. we got to open up that lead really. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Don't let anybody get ahead of me. All right. All right. Keep, okay. We'll keep you in mind. Cool. All well, right, uh, thank you guys also for tuning in to Car Stories. As always, uh, we really appreciate if you throw us a... A review or a rating on iTunes. Or a like on Facebook or something like that. Certainly. Certainly a like on Facebook. Whatever. It helps. Just tell a friend, you know. Have a listen. Have a download. Tell more than one friend. Tell two friends at least. At least two friends. Yeah. And then they'll tell two friends. And so on. And so on. Uh, And uh, we'll be back at you uh, next week with another great Car Stories interview. Thank you.